J. Ricardo Benavides is an awesome guest. You're going to listen to it just now, but he's an unconventional and sensational designer of events. And he has a company called Ideas, um, started back in 1992. He bootstrapped his way into in- international production. He does the gallows all over the city, he does private events, small ones, big ones, and he's just a peach of a guy to spend time with. Writing some notes here, um, saying like, you must have, I think I have a fun job, but you must have the most fun job because it is always changing, it is always fantasy, and you don't have to adhere to something that's going to be long-lasting. Just let me suspend that. Just tell me it's the most fabulous job every day. I'm not <laughs> sure if it's a, a most fun... I, we all think of our jobs as we want a job to be a fabulous job. You know, like, we really love what we do. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is I love the creativity of it. Uh-huh. You know, like, when people walk in and they're like, oh, how did he figure that out? And I always hide behind... A curtain or a hide the entrance because I only want to hear what they say when they walk in. Uh-huh. The rest of the evening, it uh-huh. just works itself. Right. So it's that emotion you hear, like, oh, that's good. That, oh, you know, like that release. So when I'm designing a room, when our studio is working on something, I, I'm thinking a little bit of the photo shoot. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about what it's like when people walk in, but it's mostly with them and to their friends or their husband, their partner, or their kids whatever it may be, but it's not a packed room. So how, do you, how does that impact that you know your whole designs are going to be flooded with people mm-hmm. and all kinds of other texture? Mm-hmm. How does that it's a It's very similar. We're, I'm also thinking of that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. I'm also taking, uh, I take a camera or I take my phone and I'm just without people being in the room and then I imagine people in the room mm-hmm. and what that photo is going to look like. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar. The only difference is I don't get so much involved with the texture or the the, the balance of a room. Mm-hmm. And people think I do. I mean, I take a parking lot, I put a tent mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. and then I try to make it not to feel like a tent. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and again, it goes back to that 24-hour cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, it takes a week to get a tent up. Yeah, how long do the projects take to conceptualize, to design, and then to execute? And then you'd strike it in like 12 hours, but what's the rest of the time you look like? Well, when I get jobs that I enjoy uh-huh. and that I have the time, it's a year out. Really? A year and a half yeah. out. Then uh-huh. I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the process and I'm mm. enjoying the creativity with mm. the client. And she's, they're telling me, oh, we want to do this or we feel this mm. or we saw this. And it's a process. It's just working process. Uh-huh. Um, but when we do something that's four months out, then it's just all about how is it going to function, how it's going to work, the theme is... I don't come up with these things. Oh, yeah. So Mark Rhodes, our Mm -hmm. kind of mutual friend, who's amazing, Mark, hi. Um, He was saying a good question for you would be that he only realized, and now I only realize, you don't come up with the themes. You're kind of... uh, It's already been pre-authored. Yes. And so... How does that work? Who comes up with the themes? And I got other follow-up questions. Well, no, that's, that's, that goes back to, you know, when you asked me, do I enjoy doing this? Uh-huh. I enjoy it when they let me say, okay, well, you know, this is this event. This is the feeling of the event. This is when we're doing it. Then you start creating. Then you start mm-hmm. thinking, oh, you know, you try to research. Just like what we research on clients. Mm-hmm. But then you have the clients that say, okay, 
that's the wedding I've always wanted. And uh-huh. they know exactly what they want. And uh-huh. a lot of these people know what they want. Uh-huh. It's not my theme. It's not. Uh-huh. And when we do an opera, it's, are we following the opera? Uh-huh. You know, are we going to do something similar to it? Or are we going to take it to another level? Like how many operas have you done? Five or um, 25? Or? I'm happy to say I've done seven consistently. Uh, oh, wow. Back to back. Yeah, right on. Which is really a huge honor. Yeah. Um, because it's like, or ballet. I mean, ballet is really important to me because that's something I love to see ballet on the stage. And mm-hmm. you don't need to understand it. You just need to feel it mm-hmm. and, and look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's something I really like love doing because in City Hall, you can't do anything wrong. I mean, yeah. it's just, just pretend it's your home and just go crazy. And yeah. you're inviting all the 900 people over. 900 of your closest Yeah, closest, ones. closest friends. And yeah. they have to have a good time. Yeah. So it's all about the look and the view and what we're doing. So, uh, okay, so you don't pick up the, the theme. It, there, somebody, uh, I guess, you know, what collaboration, maybe it's a little bit different. I can say from my own experience that, that sometimes we lead the band and we're the lead singer. Sometimes we're just like backup vocals. Um, and sometimes we're just, I guess you'd say we're order takers. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, I, I don't mind that because it, you know, I get plenty of design in, in my life. So I don't mind. It keeps it varied too. But so take the opera or take the ballet. Um, you're then given, um, here, here's what the theme is. And what would be an example of that? Here's the, the theme. Well, here's a good example. So, I met with the client recently because she, she celebrates um, Christmas, but only on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. And she'll have 300 people over to her house uh-huh. that come in from point A to point B. Uh-huh. And then they go to the home for Christmas Eve. And we were assuming that it was going to be, you know, just something beautiful Christmas tree and, you know, a little holiday cheer. And we've been doing uh-huh. this now with her for five years. Out of nowhere, she says, how about Egyptian? Uh-huh. And I go, Egyptian, like for like Christmas in Egyptian. She uh-huh. goes, Yeah, I was thinking like very Cleopatra, very you know, like and she's going with this and she went uh-huh. with this for like ten minutes and I'm like it's always I'll, my response will always be, That's a great idea. Uh-huh. But yeah. then I'm driving and I'm thinking about what in the hell did I just say? Uh-huh. And then I'm thinking about what their what where she was going with this and then the more I thought about it driving home, I'm thinking what a great idea. Yeah. So then the last 24 hours, we've been moving all this traditional Christmas or holiday into this Egyptian sort of night that we're going to create in cool. our home. It's exactly. Sounds that's really like, cool. And that's what I like to do. Do you need some like extra hands? We had, <laughs> we had, we had, yesterday we had people on the phone going crazy. Like yeah. we had, Four people just calling, you know, different vendors. I love it. We need to find this. Oh, send me images. And then then you have the wonderful vendors like in L.A. They'll say, well, no, you need to come. You you need a stylist to come because I'm not going to pick up the phone and go look for stuff. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, so it's things. So we had to call someone in L.A. to go down there and look because this is all happening like next week. Yeah. This is like we start Monday and then we finish. How big is that space you'll then decorate and design is it 2,000 square feet is it uh, bigger as a big tent like 6,000 this is someone's feet? home it's like 5,000 something square but you feet. don't do every you don't do the bedrooms no 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 we just do, do like the, the main entrance it's a beautiful Suzanne Tucker home uh-huh. and it's just you know you, you don't want to also go crazy and make it look really everybody has taste to a level yeah you know and that's the magic of it you're working with someone that you admire that 
and then you sort of take like who would do something like this like Capote or something you think about going into his house and creating something uh -huh. cool it's just not about flowers but it's about touching something or feeling something or hanging something what do you think the wardrobe's going to be like for attendees oh everybody's already talking about what they're going to wear what is it red yeah yeah because i'm using blue turquoise blue gold antique gold so oh. all those and then i'm the only thing color i won't use is red mm. that'll be cool for them to wear yeah will you attend what will you wear if you were attending what would you wear actually i am coming here because i am going to that so yeah. just wear i'm always behind the scenes uh -huh. oh oh Mm -hmm. um, let's see uh, that one thing I picked up when I because I have little events here at the studio mm -hmm. too I think I've actually got my my event games getting a little bit better because mm -hmm. I think I just used to keep it kind of clean and mm -hmm. neat mm -hmm. but now I'm just like infatuated with layers mm -hmm. I mean that must be the, the trick right putting all the layers together is that one of the tricks the layers, that's good. I don't know how we would do layers. It maybe sounds so obvious to you, but, you know, like the food is opulent and like things are overflowing from cutting boards and the florals are like flowing over the table and there's candles are mixed into the middle of them. And, you know, those yeah, light me, up lights. Like, and, uh, there's no scale. Mm -hmm. See, like for when I do something, I really like to go like I like it flowing and I like it over and I like I never see the glass full. Like mm -hmm. I, I want more. It's like 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 oh, I'm obese yes. when it comes to that. You know, yes. if that's what you mean, that's how I look at a room. <laughs> yeah, you know, full. it's like just I say layers. Oh, you that's not hanging enough. It's like I want that really more. hanging. Yeah, or I want I just want abundance. Uh -huh. Abundance is always good. Best trick is if you drop a glass and there's stuff in it and it flows it could be really fabulous or it could be a nightmare uh -huh. and that's sort of sometimes how i look at things um uh so with i don't like tailored really tailored to me is modern very modern uh -huh. very rare i do clients very rare it's more themey uh -huh. it's more like when you're in on broadway and you go to a theater and i love theater i'm always at theater where your hair sort of comes up when the curtain goes up. It's that kind of mood, kind of feeling. Uh -huh. Because it's just a second when all that happens. Mm -hmm. So the layer thing, I think it's just abundance for me. Abundance. I like it. Yeah. As a creative, as a fellow creative, um, so I, I know I have had successes, but I also know I've had um, you know, things like, take it out. Here's an example. Uh, I was doing my own place. And I was in the back of a warehouse <clears throat> picking out some marble, mm -hmm. and we made the whole hearth. Mm -hmm. And then we got it. It was moving into the house to put it in, onto the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Hearth, surround, everything. It was like light pink. It was like the worst color. And I didn't even let them glue it on. That's what they would do, lamb it on. I was like, take it away. <laughs> I was like, that's like what I would call an epic fail. Like, I, 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 I really messed that up. Maybe I was going too fast, and you know, this is one example. I'm sure I have thousands more. Of course, there's other really fun wins. Can you think of a success oh, or failure God. that you're like? Oh. I don't think of successes. I think more of failures. Yeah, yeah. because <laughs> the, the failures are so funny. Yeah, when you sit down, you're having 
ninth glass of wine, you know, you're thinking, <laughs> how could I have done that? Or uh-huh. how could this have happened? Yeah. Nobody, I mean, everyone's happy. Yeah. But you're going, best example. Yeah. Pagoda mm-hmm. and a Buddha. Okay. So I, I, the client ordered a pagoda. Uh. But the guys that we had delivered on their paper, they saw a Buddha. Uh. So a, yeah. it's a corporate client. Yes. It's at a hotel. It arrives. And we all know what it, the difference I know what the difference is. Yeah. But the person that was delivering it, the head guy, he didn't know the difference. Of course. I, and I really don't know how this happened. But I remember getting on the phone with the client and she's telling me, Ricardo, what does a pagoda look like? And, yeah. you know, and she's ex- trying to tell me what it looks like. And I'm trying, she goes, that does, what they brought me does not look like what for I the, ordered. For the listeners who are listening, explain the two and the differences. Pagoda is more like a little Japanese house or it could be Chinese too. So three layers. You uh-huh. see a roof, uh-huh. center part, a third piece, and then the base. Uh-huh. So it's a little roofs kind of. Yeah. The Buddha is just a beautiful, you know, sitting buddha okay that's your t- okay yeah okay I, I... so what they land up delivering was a buddha but she wanted a pagoda oh my god but somehow, it's like chalk and cheese yeah they're two different things completely i mean they're not <laughs> even like related i thought there was some trying fast... to make it work with what we did and long story short it it worked uh-huh. whatever we brought and we buddhas everywhere it, we just made it work <laughs> So I always remember that. And then another one I remember, Oakland, at the Hyatt, at the Hyatt Oakland. I always remember this. It just, uh, we had the, at that time we had um, the military in Oakland. They had a, a ship, it's called the USS Enterprise. I always remember, so I did their Christmas party. This is before .com, like right before .com. So it was the military was really strong and they had money to spend on their Christmas parties, believe it or not, uh-huh. or their holiday parties. The Navy, I mean. The Navy, yeah. yeah. It was based in yeah. in Oakland. Mm, yeah. But they did their. They land up getting the convention center in Oakland. So it was a massive convention center. It was like, I don't know, three thousand people on the ship. Uh-huh. So we talked about a tree, and I was going, oh yeah, the convention center, the tree, it's it's huge. We could do, without looking at a scale. We were, I'm thinking, oh yeah, go with a thirty foot tree. Yeah. No problem, thirty foot tree. Not thinking the trunk of the tree. Uh-huh. So the person that was on the job was thinking, oh, we could, Ricardo, you, you're okay with the 30-foot tree? And I'm thinking, okay, 12 and 12 and 12. And I'm used to a 12-foot tree. And the base is usually probably about 30 inches or 40 inches, not thinking 30-foot yeah. tree. Yeah. With the base of, uh, try a base of... Um, uh, like 12 feet or uh, something. More. No, really? Uh, like... Uh, so these are rentals? You can rent a No, you were buying a tree. Yeah. You had to order it. So she yeah. ordered the tree. The tree comes, and then next thing I get a call is from the police department saying, we have to close the street because we have to literally, this tree is not fitting in this um, in this truck, and it's closing off the streets. Uh-huh. We had no way of turning the truck. And, uh-huh. and it's oh, just man. like, picture a 30-foot tree down on Broadway in mm-hmm. Oakland. Mm-hmm. So they literally had to close the street to get this tree up. And then once we got it in the convention center, we had to figure out how we're going to hoist it up. Oh. So that was a whole other oh, story. Oh, right, right, right. And then how are you going to decorate this tree that the spread is about, I would say, 40 feet? Is it a Christmas tree? A Christmas tree. Oh, right, right, right. Do you have to sort of I'm like stand to also it up. just like because I've done other I've done some events and I just buy as big a trees as we can too and like yeah, cluster so, them together. Big yeah, maple I remember trees. That. And, oh. I think I'm slow today or something. I don't know what a pagoda is and, and uh, 
I heard a bo- I was when you were talking about that. I was thinking, God, is this some exceptional floral that I don't know? Yeah, <laughs> like, it can't be a Buddha. Like actually, what you were saying was Buddha, and I was like, it can't be what he's talking about. But that happened. That yeah. really happened. A Buddha. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, those are fun though. I like celebrating that. Yeah, but those, oh, I always remember those. So we're, I think we're also kind of masters of styling. And like you said, you just need to like turn up some heat over here, maybe turn down the, the lever on the left. And, you know, when something's scale is wrong, the pattern's too busy, you know, we just use other techniques to add, add more here, right. take away there, right. height, you know, floor lamp or big tree in the back, you know, just to kind of play with the elevation. So it's all then eventually balanced. Mm-hmm. That must be the fun part of it, too. I, I think with us is a little different because the balance is the people, you know, once you fill the room up, everything else sort of feels very small. Uh-huh. So it's sort of like I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm editing at that point. Mm. I'm still taking things out. So is there a difference between what you're doing? I mean, everyone's different, but what you have for the dinner and versus like the, maybe the after party. Yes, completely different. The dinner is when they walk in and they're sitting down and they're looking to like, oh, I love that drape and it's got the black. I mean, they're they're catching things. Yeah. At the post, remember they go to a, a sit for a three hour, two hour opera, mm-hmm. then they come back. Mm-hmm. So then then it's more like they really want to leave their hair down and just sort of it's more airy and they're just dancing and having a good time. So um, I may the story may not totally be accurate, but one of my design clients. Uh, their daughter worked with you or interned with you. Um, and it was something like the story went that they, you did everything and everything was amazing. And then you decided in the end, oh, you know what we need? Some poodles. Or they're like pink poodles or something like that. Does that ring a bell? Mm-hmm. Was that a real story? That was so last minute. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, that just was that. The story. But then you have the concern of is that against, you know, you're using these dogs. <laughs> for P- show P- PETA kind of thing oh, for, I was scared that yeah. PETA was going to yeah. come I was like I'm thinking I'm going but we need this one thing and that goes back <laughs> yes. to the beginning of you were saying you know because when I feel really comfortable in a room that we create uh-huh. when it's done it's done there's nothing like I'm still editing I'm not adding I'm always editing uh-huh. taking out yeah. because I'm at the peak of what I wanted to do does yeah. that make sense Yeah. and then I start saying oh no I don't want this or I don't want this take that out yeah. and then once in a while I'll say because one thing that I don't have is living or moving I don't have like for example I'm not really into bodybuilders and fountains and things uh, like that because oh, right. I think it takes away from the realness of walking into a room Interesting. it's not like you having when a living room and having a woman in the middle of the living room and the water is falling down her. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so different mm-hmm. than I'd really like him to, to capture the, the atmosphere and the room and the feeling. Mm-hmm. So I needed movement. So I was thinking, what could be really good? And oh, I was thinking, oh, dogs. What are those dogs called? Poodles. And then I'm going, oh, yeah, poodles would be really good, which land up being the most photographed event we've had in a long, long time uh-huh. because of those dogs. So that's super creative, and I'm interested. Where do you uh, and you were you're sought after because of your creativity? Mm-hmm. You have a big list of clients. You've been doing this for a long time, and you're mm-hmm. top of your game. It's really good. I mean, I'm, we follow you. We read about you. I prepare for this meeting. But where do you get your creativity? Where is it like? Where, is it, where are you pulling it from? 
I think it's the people I'm around, just the client, you know, who we're working with. I think it's that client that says to you, um, what just happened with the Egyptian thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, mm. I wasn't thinking Egyptian. Yeah. But, ugh, you know, Egyptian, me, I mean, mm. I go crazy. Yeah. But I take it to another level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I remember when I went to uh, design school because I did go to design school, <laughs> and um, it was a school called Rudolph Schaefer on Petrero Hill. It doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Schaefer was like a hundred and some, but he was the only man that did the real s- silk route many, many oh, years ago. Yeah. So he would go to China and do this route, but he would always show us about color and hue, and and I never got any of that. I was like, I can't mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. But when it came to when he would talk to us and I would listen. I would really get creative on on his concepts. So there's a spark. It's a spark. It's you just, get, you're given a spark almost, yeah. and then you're like, and I run with it. Yeah, yeah. And I and I listen, and I'm a really good listener. Mm-hmm. I let people tell me, and I and I hear. But then I'm the kind of guy that I could go in a taxi anywhere in the world, and I'll look out the window. Uh-huh. I won't stop looking out the window oh, yeah. because I'm looking at things, the things that I see or, and I just can't stop looking. And even when I drive, I should be looking straight. Yeah. But not I'm always your phone, looking something catches me <laughs> like a billboard, you know, yeah. like a weirdest thing. Like I see a billboard. Like Shenyan or like this everywhere right now. Yeah. It's just, I just <laughs> think it's, I think there's so many creative people, what they do and what the, in, in different aspects of it that I could, I, that I love it. That's where I think I get a lot of creativity from. It sounds like it snowballs. Like you get like one idea, you know, waterfalls to the next, and it just gets bigger and more refined. Is that kind of how, yeah. how it goes? Mm-hmm. Um, do you have um, a preference for small, large, intimate, behemoth projects? I mean, do you have a preference on types of projects you really like to work on? I like all at all size of projects, I think, but what I really, really feel comfortable with is the smaller 100 guest, uh-huh. but in a, in a fabulous venue. I mean, yeah. you know, Legion of Honor, you do yeah, yeah. 50 to 100 people. Mm. How are you going to feel this very, you know, make it really sexy and small? Mm. That's the challenge. That's the fun part. The, the big ones, I don't, I'm not scared of. I mean, I've done up to 4,000. I mean, I'm not guest. I'm not in the convention center in Washington. I mean, I'm fine with that. But what I really, really like is those small, kind of intimate. Mm-hmm. I really get into that. It's like every little detail giant matters more. Everything right. matters. Um, so we've done the decorator showcase. Do you ever go to those? Yes. So we do the. We've done this like four or five times, and uh, at the end of it, every designer, including ourselves, you can. You could almost hear a forecast, the same question that's going to come from viewers of the room. They're going to say, wow, what's with that fringe? Or, you know, where'd you get that light fixture? Or why are you so fabulous, Jeff? No, just kidding. I threw that one in. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, um, but you must have the same questions kind of every time you start a project. Are there some like typical questions people always say? Yes, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we let's see the the other question I was thinking about was um, okay the, the the same questions over and over again. Oh, I know. Like, what about 
what what about things that you just can't do again? Oh, here's something I hear from our clients all the time. Uh-huh. Maybe this will spark some some creative or some thoughts. Like uh, I like I like the the furniture and everything to be neutral, and I like the color to be in the artwork. And like this is something I hear all the time. Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, you know. Um, but so, uh, uh, but can you do you have the same kind of questions come up all the time or the same ideas? I think we get more because we're working on with committees or we're working with our corporate client is different than a social client. I think I need to separate those. Okay. A corporate client is going to say we have this budget. Our goal is to do this event, and we're marketing something. Uh-huh. Usually, it's something yeah. we're marketing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A social client is. This needs to be the best ever, uh-huh. and it's the best one. Uh-huh. And I'm chairing it, and you ha- and it, it's got to be like knock it out of the park. Yeah. But I don't want a lot of flowers, or I don't want a lot of this. So you're listening to what they're saying, and you're like, "But I liked what you did here, uh-huh. but I don't want it." And then they they edit what you last did. Yeah. They start editing. They start saying, "I didn't like this," or "I didn't like." Um, and you're listening to him and going, well, why were you even in the room? Yeah. When you stop and think about, it's like, what did yeah. you like? Why are you hiring me? Yeah. But then it comes down to they're, they're trusting their taste mm-hmm. to me so I could sort of change the concept of it. Yeah. Doing our work, because it is so similar. There's like this, you've got to be able to maybe explain or re-explain in mm-hmm. this like casual reassuring way I'm listening but have you thought of it, about it this way mm-hmm. you must have become a master of that I mean that's what you you know we usually sometimes people say no and that's not really the answer right a lot of the people who are real strong personalities mm-hmm. they just need to, they need they, 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 they're gonna say no but they're not unwilling to be convinced well we have strong personalities or we wouldn't be in this business that's probably true okay but we could react to it differently. Yeah. So everyone I work with has a personality and mm-hmm. it's usually very strong personality. Yeah. And I've learned after the years is basically listen, give them, they, they have, they know, everyone knows what they want. You just have to guide them there. Mm-hmm. And when they start giving me all this advice about, and I always say it's advice of, you know, I want this and I want that and I want this. And if it's not telling the whole story, because I look at the whole story. I look at the mm-hmm. whole room where you would look at the room, but you're looking at the whole house mm-hmm. where I'm looking at just one room because mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. One long, mm-hmm. big room. Then I start helping them with, you know, this probably would fit better. Or what do you think of this? And mm-hmm. it's always, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So like, let's work together on this. Mm-hmm. It's never my... Someday I'd like to have someone to say, you know, I... Go crazy, just whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. It's never happened, <laughs> but someday yeah. it will. Yes, yeah, but some. But it's interesting how people always think that you know I came up with this concept or I came up with this idea, and I really didn't. I just execute something that someone gave me, mm-hmm. but I take it to a level that I like. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you get kind of once you get everyone to buy into the concept, and then you you just. Dial up all the details. Right. I mean, that's sort of... Right. In the, in the end, I mean, that we do a bit of the same thing. We need everyone to approve right. what, what we're doing, and then we just execute. Yeah, but a you're, you're lucky. You only have your client. I have oh. a committee. Uh-huh. 
So well, sometimes it's a committee. A committee is, is husband, wife, is, grandmother, is, you know, everyone. I mean, you could be five, six people in a room. Yeah, and everyone has everyone an opinion, has and everyone has a different concept of it. What? And it's just like. It's just you just work with it. You just say, "Oh, okay, that, that's a good idea," and let's let's take it from there. And you just smile, and I smile, uh, and I go on. It's so fun. I love this job. I really yeah. do. But I would bet that would actually give you more authority. If there's five people with thoughts of opinions. None of them are maybe agreeing. Uh-huh. You're the source of of the most knowledge. So then that gives you like, oh, I'm listening. Let's kind of run with it this way though right because that's the best idea to, yeah. to achieve all your goals and correct goes, okay thanks right. Ricardo. yeah you're the best that's true um see i interview a lot of um i, I interview a lot of entrepreneurs mm-hmm. on the podcast but you made a transition from working in the hotels mm-hmm. and then to starting your, your firm but this is a 92 so it's been mm-hmm. a long time ago but what was the impetus and what was the the scary parts and what was the the, the power that, you know, got you into starting? Well, I, as I said, I was went through Rudolph Schaefer because I, I, I mm. like design, but I didn't know. I really, what I liked about design is going to the design center, carrying a great bag and walking to each floor. <laughs> That's what You're I like love about interior design. That's my least then, favorite thing. Then, I, do, I go to no showroom. But, but you have to remember the 70s, the 80s. It was fabulous. Uh-huh. You know, being a young... I was here from San Jose and it was like, you know, it's like I'm in the city and and first thing that I remember is interior design and I started meeting all these interior designers and I'm like, oh, I could really like this. Uh-huh. You know, but it goes back to hue and color and all. You have to really pay attention to what you're doing and mm-hmm. And it really wasn't like for me. Mm-hmm. So I was working part time at um, Neiman Marcus, and I had a little department. It was all um, Kitchenstein belts. It was fabulous, <laughs> and I would meet all these fabulous people that come in. And I met this lady once, and she said, "You know, you'd be really good at the hotel business because we we do um, we do uh, catering and we do events." Because somehow I had repeat clients, but I was only working part time, so I wasn't. Like, I, if they buy it or didn't buy it, I really could care less because uh-huh. I was, like, Christmas help kind of. Yeah. And I uh, met this woman, and she's one of my closest, closest friends. And she said, you have to come to the Hyatt. You'd be amazing at the Hyatt. And I said, well, what would I do? Thinking of a hotel would just do, you know, like, I don't know, room service. or I had no clue. Uh-huh. So I land up having a career at the Hyatt uh-huh. where I learned sort of the back of the house. I went through a training program where I worked in every department many many hours and then i stressed in the item that i like to do the department that i like to do which was catering and sales uh-huh. so catering actually mm. clients mm. would come in and say oh could you recommend a florist or could you recommend we want to do this and that sort of started with them going oh this is really cool and then uh-huh. hyatt was one of the first companies that actually took took the concept of having their own department in-house so we would cre- you would come to us, we would book the rooms, and then we would recommend to go to Jeff, and Jeff is going to do all your party. He's yeah. going to do your flowers and do your furniture, your themes, or your menus. Mm-hmm. So it was called Hyatt Express. So that's how that started. And then Hyatt Events started. Mm-hmm. So that's how that all sort of revolved. And you revolved. did the events then? I would, do a, f- I would do the events, yeah. but I was not part of the, like the national team. But the Hyatt team here did the Super Bowl, and it was mm-hmm. in-house. So the money wouldn't go to yeah. another vendor. It would come in-house. Yeah. So then I started doing um, 
the three the three Hyatt. So I would do all the flowers, hire a team, uh-huh. and then we'd keep everything in house. And that's how I started with that. Yeah, well, and, good... and then we would decorate all because so they kept everything was in house. Yeah, so we kept everything inside. That's how and I then started. Fa- yeah, and then so then fast forwarding, and you started your own firm. Right, um... I left the Hyatt. I I had a client. An amazing client that was going uh-huh. to Hawaii, and she said, "Would you like to come and help us? Because we did so well here, and happened to be Coca Cola." And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I'd like to do that." So uh-huh. that's how it started. It just started with that one client. Cool. Yeah, but I started in the corporate business. I didn't start in the social business, uh-huh. where a lot of people start in the social business, doing flowers for social people, uh-huh. and that's how that starts. Uh-huh. Where I was doing it more on the corporate end. Uh-huh. So my first big client was. Coca-Cola. From there, I went to Colgate Palmolive, who is still my client. Ah, so cool. she takes me around the country, and we still do conventions with her. Uh-huh. So she she brings in like like North America or South America, mm-hmm. and she takes them to New York, and then we'll organize the dinners and the parties and you know all that transportation. Mm-hmm. So I still work with her really close. So you do international projects, you do yes. national projects, international part. We do a lot of, like, London's my favorite city, really? Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah, so we've taken Colgate to Hong Kong. We've been with them. We've been different places. And they'll bring that region, for example. Yeah. And yeah. then they'll wine and dine them. And um, so it's, I really like working international more. Where do you think the most uh, fabulous international location you've been to has been? Asia. I love Hong Kong, Singapore. Yeah. They're so, so... They're like so advanced. I mean, in yeah. lighting and design, mm. I just think it's the hottest thing. And the people are just the most beautiful, beautiful people. There's something, the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, if there's something goes wrong, we'll solve it. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the next thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just go to Hong Kong. You'll just look at the road and you'll see the cars. I mean, it's, Maserati. Yeah. If, yeah. If, I mean, it's just like money is like, it's just... Yeah. It's just amazing, and it's just really—it's not—it's comp- not very complicated. It's very simple, but it's—they um, want it done, and they want it done right. Um, when you do, so you do the ballet, you've done the opera uh, seven years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, do you put pressure on yourself to go? Like, how much heartache do you go through to go do it again, even better next year? I don't challenge myself like that, because. I once it's over, once the event's over, I'm done. <laughs> I like your hand gesture there. It's sort of like the and scene. You know, yeah. you really do that. But like, sort of the remember, I told you, down. remember I told you about the curtain? Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing. I'd like to go to it's a, like next time I go to an event that you're organizing, I'm gonna go look behind every curtain and like go search for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I, so. The challenge is not the the challenge is what you just finished. Yeah. Now you're on to the next thing. Yeah. Now, is it going to be bad? But that's the first conversation you have with whoever hires you. They're going to, because, you know, people don't realize that I interview for this every year. It's uh-huh. not like I get it every year. Yeah. Because, you know, it's just like you have to interview. But it also, I believe that by doing it, I know what you have to know your client. Yeah. If you don't know your client and you come in and start doing cages or going crazy, uh-huh. you need to understand who the opera, who, who that client is. And what they want. Remember, they're spending a lot of money on that ticket. Yeah. 
yeah. a lot of money on the ticket. Yeah. So you need to give them something that they haven't seen or mm-hmm. something that they're saying, oh, that's that's worth my money. People know the value of something. Mm-hmm. You know, you could pay so much on a ticket and then not have any substance. Mm-hmm. And then you're wondering, God, what's up with this? Is there a place in San Francisco that, uh, like a location that you're you're pining to do an event at, like say the Koi Tower or like in a BART station? This has been asked before. Really? There is a, a fabulous, fabulous road on Petrero that goes over the, the freeway. Okay, yeah. And it's a... At, three lane uh, and four lane going. It's it passes uh, uh, two eighty. Yeah, is it about Petrero and eighteenth, eighteenth or something? I would love to tent that. Just literally tent that. I actually appro- approached somebody with that, a corporate client. Um, we could all close the street. It's really easy to close the street. I've closed many streets. Ooh, but I got another question. Okay, go but ahead. there's something. We're having a conversation. Yeah. Did they interrupt you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know how you, 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 the reason I love this venue is because sometimes I walk my dog over there and I, and I, and I look at, at night, it's just so beautiful. It's just like, it's, there's some magical part about closing that and creating a tent or something uh, that's clear. It's really, really beautiful space. It's just, it's a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's on Ooh. 18th. Yeah. It's right by the hospital. Yeah. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the only bridge that crosses over 280. Mm-hmm. I don't There's know the street. There's a footbridge at um, 17th or something. The cars are on it. It's not yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more like 25th. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, one of our offices is over uh, on Petrero. Something happened to me like yeah. I'm just thinking aloud. Okay, so closing the street, I want to do a car show out here on Sacramento Street next Spring. Mm-hmm. Oh no, next fall. September. Mm-hmm. Car show. I did this one of these in Hillsburg at a, my place up in Hillsburg. And so, you know, 25, 30 cars, something like that. Uh, every, everything from, you know, a Carmen Ghia to the most beautiful Maserati. Uh, mm-hmm. Vintage, you know, 1979 and below. How do you close off the street, though? In a neighborhood well, like this, how hard is it? Closing a San Francisco street, and if there's buses that goes down to it, it's uh-huh. very complicated. Okay. But it's thought out. Everyone thinks it out. Like, we had a year where we had to close uh, Grove Street, which is in front of the uh, uh, Symphony, uh-huh. and behind the side of the Opera House. Uh-huh. But we left room so that the buses could go through. Uh-huh. I mean, with money, you could close, you know, everyone uh-huh. wants to listen. I mean, look, yeah. we closed Howard Street. That just started happening, what... 10 years ago uh-huh. it wasn't closed before mm-hmm. and now it's literally closed in front of Moscone so that's like a big deal mm-hmm. so, so closing the street is not complicated yeah yeah we just have to go through all yay the, there's a lot of rules it. and it's uh, how much time do you need they in, have in hearings advance? do you need to do it you should work in a year out on that <gasps> actually oh. you worked on that yeah it's about a year out yeah it's a big one yeah oh Mm-hmm. Robbie, we've got to get on this. Okay, here's the last question for you. Um, and by the way, should we introduce the studio audience? We've got Robbie, the, the uh, you know, there over there, and, and uh, Diana. Diana, thank you. Yeah. Um, Ricardo's right hand woman. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
So last question. By the way, thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming. I know you're a busy man and a creative man and a busy man. I'll sandwich that because uh, I know you are. So thanks for coming and spending time with me. Earlier before we got onto the mic, uh-huh. you, we were kind of talking about what this was about, what we tried to create, the conversation between two people and our you know, fantastic guests. Um, I think it's really cool to do these because... Well, it, we're memorializing kind of a conversation at a point in time. It would be really fascinating. We've been doing this for about three years. Oh, wow. To be, but to go back and listen to them three years on, like, what were we talking about? How did we analyze our work? And so now we've got something documented on how we kind of think, mm-hmm. at least in this moment of time. So that's, 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 that's uh, one of my passions for doing this. But to end of this, is what I ask everybody, is um, what is your favorite room in your house and why <laughs> the weirdest thing about me i can't i can't i can't decorate uh-huh. i can't i can't pick a color in my house i can't pick i'm always going to someone saying could you help me pick sheets and pill people don't know this about me i uh-huh. cannot for the life of me be someone that goes into a house and pick something. It could all be white and I'm okay with it mm-hmm. and nothing matches and mm-hmm. I'm okay with it mm-hmm. because I just can't do that. I need mm-hmm. to I literally, literally work with someone to help me with it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't have that talent. Mm-hmm. But if you give me a parking lot yeah. and, and a I budget, don't do the I small thing. I do all I the just big can't, thing. I just can't. I just can't. I just, there's not a, I have more fun in my office with, you know, putting things up and placing things and, and changing things. And, you know, I have, to, I have to have a TV on, a plasma, so the noise is going through my head. Because uh-huh. um, I'm the kind of guy that after, you know, I do an event, it takes me three hours to wind down. Uh-huh. So it could be anything on TV. Uh-huh. My, the hottest thing right now is pimple popper. I mean, I <laughs> love this pimple popper doctor. It's like... I just I see it and it's just my mind's uh-huh. sort of winding. But there's really not a space uh-huh. that I have personally. Uh-huh. I, mean, I would say my office in in Richmond that I have because it's my space. But no, I don't. I don't have. Huh. I haven't had a Christmas tree in what twenty years. Huh. I just you do so many you get to the point where oh yeah you know you just don't want to deal with it. Uh-huh. But when it comes to texture, like I'm I have a like a fetish for sheets, you know, like I like certain sheets that I really like. And, mm-hmm. But it's not really a, a magical space that I go into. <laughs> magical space for me is being on a plane and going somewhere. Yeah. That's so me. your favorite room is... The airplane. Two, you know, 40,000 feet over. Yeah. Honestly, it is. Nice. People, I, I zone out. I really, really zone out. And I just mm. travel and I'm really happy. Grooves. Hey, man. Hey, sir. Hey, brother. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for, yeah. This bomb. Thank you.